You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I've been waiting for a bit between adventures and I've realised there's one adventure that I skipped over when we, when we played Uzoop because that's what most people do. It's a very easy adventure to end up skipping because if you do what most people would do, you end up just not. You end up getting just... One little event rather than an actual adventure. Anyway, it's in the Stoneback Tavern. Yep, yeah, this is a new character here. It's one of the pre-generated ones because I just wanted to be quick. Called Hallowed. He starts with he starts off with some magic and and some skills. So that there's there's something to it anyway. So I move around the cavern room and mingle. There is a rather sizable crowd in the Stoneback Tavern. You over your way past several tables until you happen upon a rugged-looking crew of four men. One of the men makes a loud, off-colour remark to you about you to his companions, and all four men share a good laugh at your expense. A few other tavern patrons have overheard the comment and are sniggering quietly. When you respond with a rather witty retort, the table goes quiet. And the man who made the original comment glares at you, his face turning a brilliant shade of crimson. You best apologise for that, he grumbles. Now, your three options are apologise to the man, refuse to apologise, 
and ignore the man and walk away. Now, more now more will happen. Now, if I refuse to apologise, then you get into the fights that we have. You get you get into a fight with him that I had the first time round. And that that's something, but it's more you get more substantial stuff if you apologise. Begrudgingly, the man accepts your apology. Then, in a move that shocks you, he offers you an apology in return. In another move that leaves you somewhat taken aback, he pulls up an extra chair at the table and offers it to you, as well as a draught of ale. Sometimes the ale gets the better of my tongue, he says. Now, I could decline to join the men at the table, but that, that just, I'll just end this. But I want to see what he's got to on about. So join the men at their table. You take a seat with the men at the table and engage in conversation with them over a flagon of the tavern ale. The ale has made the tongues of these men extremely loose. And the man who invites you to sit introduces himself as Gurion. And he tells you about an endeavour he and his three companions are undertaking later this evening. Apparently, Gurion and his crew have received word that a lone traveller carrying a large amount of gold will be passing through Hawklaw late tonight on his way to, to the city of Truthick in the north. Gurion tells you, with his speech partially slurred, that he and his men plan to knock over the man and take the gold when he passes through the village just about midnight. After looking o- over, Gilwan says they could use someone like you on this task. He offers you a tenth share of the gold if you agree to help tonight. So, quite a few options. Ask Gilwan further about this traveller. Tell him you're not interested and move away. Accept the one tenth share and join, join their endeavour. Ask for a larger share. I'll ask but more about the traveller first. Nothing more than what I've already laid out, says Gilwan. Be travelling alone with as much gold as I've heard. You either bold as brass or dumb as tax. Maybe both. <laughs> when you ask Gilwan just how much gold it is his travellers carrying, he becomes somewhat evasive and eventually says he doesn't know for sure. Okay, now I'm going to tell him I'm not interested, but at this end, but I think I'm going to. Go back and see all the options. Before you leave the table, Gura motions for you to come close. And when you do, he whispers in your ear, Don't you even think about double-crossing me, he warns you. His demeanour suddenly very serious. I'll cut your throat as soon as look at you. Let there be no doubts over that. And he can get away with this, because Hallowed hasn't done any adventuring yet. Well, he thinks he can get away with it. You ponder a response to the threat, but decide for the moment it would be wise to just move away before formulating your next move. Now that you're privy to the plans of Gyrion and his crew, you feel you need to decide how to handle the situation. You know that you must bear in mind that you have learned all the information from a drunk ruffian in a cabin and its credibility cannot be accurately gorged. 
So, three options. Approach the tavern keeper pretty, pretty poor with what you have learned. Or, wait until nightfall and watch the watch for the traveller yourself. Or, forget about the whole thing and just go go about on your way. I guess I'll talk to Puripur. I don't even think I've ever done this option. Puripur is aghast when you delay to him what Gurion has told you. He discreetly sends one of his young tavern hands to fetch the militia. And only a few minutes later, five men armed with axes and clubs enter through the front doors. Gurion and his men leave without struggle and are escorted out of his tavern on his way past. Guron glares at you contemptuously. This isn't over, he growls. You best watch your back, fool. You watch as the village, as the militia escort Guron and his men out of the village along the north road. I don't quite know what it's all coming to sometime, sighs P4. Well, at any rate, good show there. Can't hide ruffians like that tussling with folk passing through. Now that Guron and his crew are out of the way, you must decide on your next course of action. Ooh, I could wait until nightfall and watch for the lone traveller Guron spoke about. Or forget about the whole thing. Oh, yeah, might as well wait for the lone traveller. Curiosity, or perhaps something less innocent, gets the better of you. You decide to wait until nightfall and watch for the lone traveller Guron spoke about. You wait near the centre of the village, partially concealed behind the large hawk statue, and watch the main thoroughfare closely. Sure enough, just before midnight, you hear the sound of the lone horse moving northward along the thoroughfare. When the rider passes by, you study him carefully from your hiding spot. He's a tall man, large in stature, wearing a long sword at his side. He's outfitted in what appears to be leather armour. The saddlebags tied to his fine steeds seem bulky. You can only guess they are filled with the gold that Guron hinted at, though he has not noted. Although he has not noti- noticed you, the man does seem to have a cautious air about him. Difficult to tell, but just by looking at him, he appears quite able to defend himself should the need arise, and it may well. The man continues on horseback along the thoroughfare at a steady pace. It becomes apparent he will leave Hawklaw by the road heading north. So, forget about him, let him pass, call out to him, or follow him out of the village and rob him. Call out to him. The horse startles the rider, and he snaps the snaps the reins, turning his horse into a rapid trot along the thoroughfare. Within a few moments, both the horse and rider are lost from sight. Which means if I was planning on robbing him, it's too late now. Okay, and you don't. I I don't think I didn't actually get anything for that. Okay, let's see. Okay, I'm going to do this again. Down back tavern. Move around. Mingle. Apologize. Join the men. La la la. Ask about the traveller. Not interested. 
Okay, and yeah, and they're arrested. Okay, the traveller is now going past. Follow him out of the village and rob him. Once on the outskirts of the village, amidst the trees and rolling hills of the countryside, the man seems to become even more alert. He draws his longsword and lays it across his lap, apparently ready for any trouble that may come. Your best opportunity to catch him off guard comes when the world he's following comes to a high, overhanging bank. You must decide your next course of action quickly. Leap from the bank and attack the man. Forget about the whole thing. Uh, attack the man! Just as the wider passes beneath the overhanging bank, you throw yourself forward. Forward in an attempt to knock him from the saddle. Picking a number. Bonus of 17 from agility. Got to get 50 or more. Or presumably he'll get enough warning to run away. Pick now! 65. Success. You leap from the top of the bank just as the man passes beneath you, managing to knock him off the horse. Your, mate, your momentum, carry, or momentum carries and also sends you to the, to the road. Put your hands on top of him, bearing the least of the fall. The man staggers to his feet and comes at you in a fury, his longsword cutting the air barely inches from your head. Your successful ambush has reduced the man's melee weighting for the duration of this fight. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. This is may well be perhaps the first adventure he made. It's section 90. 90. Might be the first. Maybe the Hamatong was earlier. But there can't have been much before this. You stalwartly engage alone. In combat, and I've no choice but to kill him. Can't leave any witnesses after all. Because apparently, Hallowed is a bad guy. I didn't know that. But he's just learnt that about himself. And now he is slain. 2xp. You search the man's body, discover only his longsword. Or to remove any abuse. Since his suit of leather armour would not properly fit. Just a common long sword. Not, not, not really worth digging up. However, the real score comes from the saddlebags of his horse. All of which contain a rather sizeable quantity of gold tokens. As you're emptying the saddlebags, the horse suddenly rears up and bolts. Breaking into a full gallop along the road headed north. The spooked animal took two of the saddlebags with it, but you feel fortunate enough to still have have the other two. In the two saddlebags that remain, you find 115 gold tokens. Now, because this was the first ever adventure, and which meant it was long before there was even the concept of grinding. That was a huge amount of gold that may that may well lead people to consider doing highway robbery. When you're done, you hide the body the rest as best as you can and return to the village. Alright, 
like my alignment might have changed by that. I mean, it was neutral now. Uh, hallowed. Yeah, that changed my alignment from good to neutral. And honestly, that's probably one of the few times alignment actually means anything. Is affected by anything. Because apparently, saving the world doesn't affect your alignment. Because I think it's just... It's just a, it's a system that was put in because that's what games have. When you make when it was because role playing games have alignment systems, they just do. And then he quickly realized, wait a minute, if I make an alignment system, that means I have to make every adventure twice. And they went, okay, what adventures people want? Ones where you're good, okay, because you are the hero. Heroes are good. Well, by the modern parlance, anyway. Admittedly, in ancient parlance, heroes were more great than good. Modern parlance, yeah, you kind of have to be good to be a hero. Anyway, there are more ways to play this. Okay, now I'm going to try siding with Gearmon. See, see what happens. Mingling around, apologise, joining at the table, okay, asking for a larger share. Gion seems put off by your boldness, but he strokes his chin thoughtfully while carefully looking you over. He shakes his head and refuses to offer you any share higher than one-tenth of the cake. Makes it clear that one tenth is his final offer. Do I have diplomacy? No, I don't have diplomacy. That's probably why. Oh, I'll take it, I'll take it. Accept the offer. You exchange a shoulder cross with Guron, signifying you are both agreed on the terms and the deal is made. Guron tells you to meet him at the statue of the horse in the centre of the village half an hour before midnight. You nod. And then get up from the table and walk away. You wait around the village, anxious for the day to end. After many hours, darkness finally settles across Hawklaw. A half hour before midnight, you make your way through the village streets, streets and arrive at the large hawk statue in the centre. At first you think you're the only one here. You're startled when the harsh whisper comes from the shadows behind you. Gioran appears from behind the large hawk statue and motions for you to join him and the rest of his crew in the shadows. He explains that when the rider comes into view, we will stall the man while you and the three members of the crew move to attack. Moments later, the sound of a horse will be heard coming along the main village thoroughfare from the south. The horse comes into view and you catch a good look at the rider. He's a tall man with a large frame. He's wearing what appears to be a suit of leather armour, and a long sword is sheathed and swinging from his belt. The saddlebags of his steed seem overstuffed. You can only guess they contain the gold Gioran spoke of. Gioran nods to you, begins to make to make to make his move to intercept the wider. So, two options shout a warning to the wider, or continue to go along with the plan. Hmm. 
I'll continue to go along with the plan for this this world crew. I'll probably do the the more obvious betrayal next time. Well, well, betrayal of people who are bad. So is it really betrayal? But who knows? Continue along to go along with plan anyway. Guren stumbles into the middle of the thoroughfare, moving along as if he's drunk. When the rider pulls up before him, he looks up with a silly smile and says. Slurvix The wireler smiles back and flicks him a gold token, perhaps out of pity. You and the other three men have already made your move and are creeping through the shadows towards the rider, ready to strike on Giron's sign. Giron holds up the gold token as a silly smile of his face. Frightingly transformed into a wicked grin. Bet your gold. Your blood runs with gold, stranger, he says. But there's but one way to find out. The attack is on. The rider is knocked off his horse by two of Gion's men. And as the five of you surround you, he hastily draws his longsword. Since you're fighting alongside Giron, three members of his crew, the, wi- the writer's melee weighting has been adjusted accordingly. Alright, this is the lone rider. He slashes at you with a sword, doing eight damage, which is a lot now, because he's a new. Because Hallows is fresh off, fresh off the adventure forge or whatever. He, he's new. He's new. Keeps slashing with his sword, but now he is slain. One XP. The wider is dead. Gion steps back and admires the violent handiwork. One of one of his crew cuts the saddlebags from the horse. One another leaps onto the horse and rides it away. Help me drag off and hide the body. Now, says Gion. Flanked. By the way, meaning two members of the of his crew. I think I owe you something for your trouble, friend. Gion gives you your, your agreed-upon share of the gold. 65 gold tokens. So that's less than if I robbed them all on my own. But not, not so much less, though. Gion and his men shoulder, cro- shoulder cross with you. Then you all quickly go your separate ways. Maybe we'll meet again sometime, says Guron, as he d- as he departs. And that that is and that's another ending of it. Now, of course, maybe we'll meet again. But of course, you don't, because obviously, as a criminal, he's moved on. Because he doesn't want to be seen or detected or in any way to act. So he's moved on. Okay, now what happens if I warn the rider? And that, I think, will get me through. And that will get me through pretty much most of the ways through this adventure. Stoneback Tavern. Alright, apologise. 
join the man. He doesn't know anything more. Alright, I'll accept your offer. Shout a warning to the wider this time. Kjorn has taken less than half a dozen steps from the statue towards the middle of the passageway. Middle of the thoroughfare, where you shout your warning to the wider. The man's eyes widen and he urges his horse into a gallop. And both horse and wider are soon lost from sight. With an intense wage burning in his eyes, Gjorn spins to face you. The traitor in our midst, he sneers. Kill him now. Stand and face their attack. Or attempt to make their make an escape. Face their attack. Gjorn strolls along behind. Behind, while the three members of his crew charge you with their short swords drawn. You must now fight the three members of Gjorn's crew. Yeah, you can tell it's in the early adventures. He always now he always overly narrates when you're getting into a fight. Yeah, well then, yeah, well obviously you're getting into a fight. There's the begin combat box. But you know what? Eh, it take, takes time to get into you get into the groove of things. Gjorn's crew. The men slash at you with reckless abandon. Maybe you should have some more whack and then you'll survive. But you didn't have enough whack. So you're dead. All three of you are dead now. Yes, I killed three men in two blows. The twisted were two, two XP. The twisted remains of the three members of Gjorn's crew of thugs lie at your feet. You step back from the pile of bodies and stare defiantly as Gjorn as he unsheaths a longsword and continues and continues to watch you at a cautious pace. Hard roughness is one thing, he sneers, waving at the bodies of his men. Then he stabs at his chest with his thumb. Try a full-fledged, cold-blooded killer. Amidst his bravado, fails to notice his attacker. Out of the darkness behind Gion thunders the lone rider atop his steed, his sword drawn and level with his target's neck. Gion never even has time to scream. His headless torso collapses to the ground as a torrent of blood gushes onto the thoroughfare. Well, maybe you should have used your head rather than lose your head. Hmm? Hmm? The wider draws his sword up next to you and offers you many thanks for having shouted the warning to him just minute, minutes before. I owe you one, friend, he says, smiling. He ties a large leather pouch from his belt and hands it to you. The pouch contains 50 gold tokens, which you may take. In fact, I automatically take. Because that, that's, just, that's just another way mechanic has changed. Meaning when it was first, when the game was first out, you had to pick up every one of your gold drops. But then he realised there's never any reason to not pick up gold. So now it just, just happens. Yeah. The man thanks you again before resuming his passage through the village. He seems a bit more watchful of his surroundings 
that follows the world out of Hawkmoss in the north. You also feel it would be wise to move away from this spot as quickly as possible, unless you'd be discovered standing next to four dead bodies. However, before you leave, you make a quick examination of the four bodies and discover the following. Alright, three common short swords, common long sword, and eleven gold tokens. Hmm. Now the thing is, I can do double trick. I can do double traitor, and then follow the man out of the village and rob him. That's right. I can rob everybody. <laughs> uh, everybody, everybody gets robbed. You get robbed. You get robbed. You get robbed. You're all gonna get robbed. Follow the man out of the village and rob him. Or I could decide I've had enough adventure and crime for one night. Well, let's just see what happens if we rob him. Out on the outskirts of the village, amidst the trees and rolling hills of the countryside, the man seems to become even more alert. He draws his longsword and lays it across his lap, apparently ready for any trouble that may come. Your best opportunity to catch him off guard comes when the world he's following comes near to a high, overhanging bank. You must decide your next action quickly. Leap from the bank! Just as the rider passes beneath the overhanging bank, you throw yourself forward and attempt to knock him from the saddle. Alright. Picking a number. Bonus of 17 for agility. Got to get 50 for success. Pick now. 117 success. That is the best possible result I could have. Yeah, I don't just knock him out. I knock him out with flawless perception. Flawless execution. You leap from the top of the bank just as the man passes beneath you. You manage to knock him off the horse. Your momentum, momentum carry, carries and also sends you crashing to the road. But you land on top of him, bearing the least of the form. The man staggers to his feet and comes at you in a fury. His long sword cutting the air barely inches from your head. Successful ambush has reduced the man's miller rating for the duration of the fight. I bravely face a lone rider. Begin combat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you thought I was good. But it was actually bad. Ha <laughs> ha! You've been tricked. The man attempts to run you through with his blade. But I run him through instead with my broadsword. He is slain. 2xp. You search the man's body and discover his lo- longsword. W- Only his longsword would be of any use, since a suit of leather armour would not properly fit. However, the real score comes from the saddlebags of his horse, all of which contain a la- rather sizable quantity of gold tokens. As you're emptying the saddlebags, the horse suddenly wears up and bolts breaking into a full gallop on the road headed north. The spooked animal took two of the saddlebags with it. You should feel fortunate enough to still have the other two. In the saddlebags that remain, you find 115 gold tokens. When you're done, you hide the body as best you can and leave the scene. 
You return to the village. Now, is there another way I could do this? Okay, well, obviously, the first way is you just fight them in the pub. Or you walk away. Alright, mingle. There's the men. Apologise. Decline. Join the men at table. Tell him you're... Tell him you're not interested and move away. He says, don't double-cross me. Oh, I am so going to double-cross you. Wait until nightfall and watch for the traveller yourself. Okay, I guess that. You wait around the village for the rest of the afternoon. And somewhat relieved when nightfall finally arrives. You sneak through the village streets about an hour before midnight. Seeking any sign of Guwan and his crew. You reach the centre of the village and you at last catch sight of them. Four shadowy figures are crouched behind the large hall statue. Your attention focused on the main thoroughfare that runs through the village. You have no doubt this is Giron and his men, lying in wait to ambush the unwary traveller, who is due through the village around midnight. Right about midnight, as Giron has said, you hear a horse coming through the thoroughfare. Thoroughfare heading north. The horse comes into view, and you catch a good look at the rider. He's a tall man with a large frame. He's wearing what appears to be a suit of leather armour, and a long sword is sealed and swinging from his belt. The saddle bags of the steed seem overstuffed, and you can only guess they must contain the gold that Giron spoke of. You can see Giron and his crew preparing to make, make their move on the unsuspecting traveller. What if I do nothing? You watch as Giron and his men charge and attack the wider. You are stunned when the rider easily dispatches the first two the first two men with a practiced stroke of his longsword. Giron and his remaining cohort flee into the dark, with the wider giving pursuit from the top of his steed. Mm. You melt away into the shadows and leave the scene. Silently thankful you did not decide to tangle with what appears to be a formidable foe. Oh, so if you do nothing, he's okay. Okay. Now, uh, there might be a few other minor variations left. Because that, that is an adventure with a lot of options to it. Because uh, I think a lot of the early adventures were like that. Where they branched out into, into loads and loads of options. But then he realised each, each individual option was really short. And admittedly, and if you want to do all the options, you end up doing a lot of things again and again and again. Yeah. So I, I think you're more leaning to, towards longer narrower adventurers than short broad adventures which honestly like honestly just means we get we get more more minutes of fun for minutes of work so i approve and also you can you can tell on a narrative when 
when you don't when you don't have to constantly have your main character's motive changing all the time because he's oh well wait actually he was bad no wait he was good no uh, he was bad no wait he was good no wait he was bad no wait he was good no wait he was just crazy no wait actually he didn't do any of that he just took a nap yeah so i think that's that is that is that so in the next next episode we'll be seeing just what is in those eggs we find we were given uh, about a week ago now and until then farewell fellow adventurers without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.